Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the partly cloudy voice speaking about the local announcer who in turn is the one who will introduce to you our guest host today and a feller who uh, every time I run into him, he's always got news for me. Uh, it is... His own self, the, the guy sock rider or gee, I said I I pronounced the other. I know another guy who's uh, who uh, spells his name G E E or something like that. But uh, over here, gee spells it gee, and and it's it's it, and there he is on our How radio you, show. Uh, I'm fine, a little confused, but you know that wouldn't be anything new for me. Is he still there after that introduction? Oh, sure he is. He's he. <laughs> I don't know that I would be. Guy knows me from how many restaurants now? At least five, right? Um, I think just two. I think it was. uh, I think we first. Well, maybe we first met it when I was at Muriel's, but then. Yeah. You did your show there, and then uh, I was with Tommy's Restaurant Group for a while, and I've been with uh, Burkett for a very long time. Well, I um, guess I must have been underrating it. As a matter of fact, I'll take that as a as a real reason <clears throat> because I'm always walking in front of the place, and uh, I, I'm sure. With Briquette we, or Tommy's? With Briquette. And, it was with uh, Tommy's and Bistro, do, right? You were with what? Tommy's Bistro, right? Tommy's Bistro. There's a bunch of bistros yes. out there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, the, the more uh, uh, or the less elusive. Uh, Thing that's coming you out are of this here is, to talk about the WIES Taste Seasons of uh, Good Taste Dinner. Right? I was just about to make that uh, make that. I didn't know when you were going to get to it, so I thought uh, I'd expedite. Well, there's so much to say <laughs> about that. That's been going on. Uh, it's it's a lot like our our Eat Club dinners, uh, the things that Channel 12 has been doing over the years. But I have to admit that they beat me to it, and they were doing something like that before I had a chance to do it. And uh, Gee, you've been in that at least a couple of three times, huh? Um, actually, I have. I, I've done it once, yes. Yeah, yeah e-clubs yeah. are always a lot of fun. Yeah, well, they sure are. Well, what's uh, what's going on with you now? Uh, you've got... Uh, the restaurant's rest- beautiful. I love that restaurant. It's beautiful, and we, if you uh, like fish, you have gone to the right place. We we specialize mainly in whole roasted fish, and I know Triple Tail is one of your favorites. Love and it. I sell about 30 whole Triple Tail a week here right now. Oh, wow. You also uh, have that great fish, uh, the uh, uh, sheep's head. Don't you get um, sheep's head? Occasionally I'll get sheep's head in, absolutely. Um, I bring in a lot of turbo from the North Sea. Um, mm-hmm. My salmon I bring in from uh, Bacafrost salmon. It's from the Faroe Islands near Denmark. Oh, no kidding. Uh, hmm. Now, there's yeah. something you don't hear about very often. No, no. Um, I get bronzino in from uh, from Greece. The Mediterranean in general. That is uh, that's a hot fish, isn't it? If that you is. have bronzino, then you're you know something. 
Right. We have Bronzino on the menu, and then I have what's called the whole visiting fish, and I generally have at least five different whole fish every night. Um, wow. We sell a tremendous amount of snappers and whole redfish, whole snappers and whole redfish. And from time to time, I get specialty fish such as uh, lionfish, roscos, mm-hmm. rouge. Um, all What's from, that? I don't even know what that is. Rouge, we have a question over here about what rouge is. Rouge is is um, similar to the American red snapper. It's more of a Mediterranean red snapper. Mm-hmm. And then there's another fish called dorad that I get quite often from, from the Mediterranean. Dorad? Dorad, D-O-R-A-D-E, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any whole fish that I can get that's unique and different, I get. And the turbo has been just on fire here. I get eight to ten of them a day. I have them flown in from France three days a week. And, um, I is that like a flaky white day. fish? Like if you would liken it to an American fish, would it be something like halibut? It'd be like a halibut, but it's much more refined and the texture is, is much sweeter. Delicate. Well, right. I don't know. I've heard that today, uh, you, you, might, you would certainly know this more than anybody else, that the, uh, uh, the special fish of the day is halibut from halifax from halifax is where that turns up that's what i can i I can say that as the wife because i've heard that one a few times well we saw a tremendous amount of halibut also and and it's kind of hard to get sometimes when the alaskan season is over um i generally get it from norway which is actually a very nice product if you have a good one, it has uh, the, the, the size and the shape and a lot of other things in common with uh, some really big uh, uh, fish that, you know, are the kind that lie on the bottom uh, mm-hmm. before you fish them down. Uh, but, okay, so everything is, is going well with you. So what and, I've uh, just learned here is that GW Fins is getting all the credit for the cool fish house, but you're oh. doing kind of a lot of the same stuff. Sounds like um, I, I think that we're a, a big competition for them. They do a great job. Don't get me wrong, but I no, think I yeah, but well. I mean nobody knew about this. I mean I didn't know about it. Well, right. as long as we're talking about this, uh, do you have the capability at this point to tell us what the whole menu is going to be over at Channel Twelve? Absolutely, I have that right in front of me. Perfect. Um, Thank you. The first course is going to be a caramelized diver scallop, which is, are the same scallops that we get for the restaurant they're uh, they're diver collected and they're uh they're it's called a dry pack scallop which means there's no preservatives mm-hmm. added to it and they're shipped fresh to us yeah. Yeah. and it's going to be served on a goat cheese grit cake with a charred poblano chardonnay butter sauce i love those uh i i, I love that seafood it just mm-hmm. uh but it's getting kind of expensive lately Seafood is very expensive, and I'm yeah. always looking for the best price so I can pass that on to the guest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, they seem to be surviving it pretty well, so thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, the se- well, the let's, second let's... course on the dinner okay. is going to be a, sh- a sherried jumbo lump crab bisque. Ooh. Oh, that How could that? Great. How could that possibly be that anything That sounds great? really great. <laughs> and that's also on our menu, on our regular menu. And then um, the next course is going to be a pan-seared breast of duck with a foie gras and Madeira demi-glace. Hmm. 
another uh, kind of complicated way of doing something that usually is a lot simpler. That sounds like you got a lot of action going in in that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the fourth course will be a roast rack of Colorado lamb. Mm-hmm. And that's served with a Dijon and oregano Chardonnay glaze. And that's going to be served on a bed of pork belly plantain mashed and braised salsify. Well, you've got a lot of interesting elements in that one, too. But we had something that was kind of like this maybe a month ago. And mm-hmm. it was just as interesting as you're presenting it now. It was it was really terrific and, and generous, too. I find sometimes scallops are something less than uh, enough to kill your appetite, if you know what I mean. Right. Oh, I love yeah. scallops, and when Me when too. they they come in fresh to us, you can eat them right out of the right out of the container. I mean, you don't even need to cook them. Yeah. They're so fresh. With our Eat Club gang, uh, we on a number of occasions had trips out to New England and uh, in Canada, and mm-hmm. you talk about a great source for scallops around there. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's the real deal. Yeah. Well, I I fly those down almost every day, the same ones yeah. that they're using up there. And then, then for dessert, we have uh, Community Coffee is donating some espresso to me, and I'm doing a panna cotta made from espresso. Ah, that's different. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How and much is the be- dinner? We've just um, been asked, how much is what? The dinner. Dinner's uh, 125 oh, a person, including tax and tip. Uh-huh. And the you- Republic National Distributing Company is providing wines for all the, for all the items. Mm-hmm. That's a great um, menu. It is. They um, And they've got some nice wines on the list here, too, if you want to hear what those are. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fire away. Um, with the scallops, we're serving a Craggy Range Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Yeah. With the crab bisque, we're serving a Mer Soleil Chardonnay from La- Santa Lucia. That is a wonderful wine. It is. It is. Really? Uh, it's It's got all kinds of uh, richness qualities that I don't expect to see. Mm-hmm. But there it is. Can't argue yep. with that. With the duck breast, we're doing a La Crema Pinot Noir from Monterey. Mm-hmm. I like La Crema. My wife loves that. Love La Crema. Mm-hmm. And with the rack of lamb, we're doing a, a Finca Nueva Crianza Roja. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, you know, the fastest person who can say that. Yeah, well, I haven't even tasted this one. Oh, actually, I did taste it when we did the uh, pairing, but I don't remember it that well. But it's called a Finca Nueva Crisana Roja. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, we'll go to it and come you back. Gotta, and... You got to taste that just to be able. You got to uh, taste it and see if you can say it. That's the that's the right, trick. Tasting right. it's the easy part. Right. But um, the, I'm assuming you know, all that all of your fish is community coffee and and care hotel and restaurant supply and Thompson Meats. So they're donating a lot of the products, so that know, we can keep the price down. Do you know uh, the latest poop on what? Well, that's a poor choice of word. The uh, the scoop. Uh, the it is scoop. New, scoop. The newest scoop in the in the world of biz and and coffee and drinks of all kinds and and all that. Uh, Chicago. Oh, where, where no, that? Community Coffee. Community Coffee. Community mm-hmm. Coffee, very recently, in the last couple of uh, weeks or months at the most, uh, they have expanded their marketing of their product to all of the United States, which they had not done before. So right. now you I can did buy... hear a little about that. I'm sure you yeah. know more about it than I do. But, 
um, I, that's good for them. They they produce a great cup of coffee. So. Yeah. Yeah. That I love that uh, dark roast. Uh, it's it's what they try to say with it is that it's a Cajun version of a Cajun. Uh, uh, it's gonna co- be interesting to see if these. But it's if, good. If uh, the coffee from New Orleans getting out any is going to convert people who maybe don't have that kind of coffee in other places. I mean, I guess I don't really know much about coffee. I don't ever drink coffee. And I guess artisan coffee has changed the way people think about coffee. But New Orleans has sort of a unique coffee palette, doesn't it? It I does. So. It does. Yeah. It does. And and I would imagine if it gets out there, I don't know if people would be saying to themselves, oh, my goodness, what is this? Or if they're saying, oh, where has this been my whole life? But I think people who come to New Orleans and try the coffee might be puzzled by it at first, but it grows on them rather quickly, although I'm speaking with absolutely no coffee knowledge because I don't drink it. But it seems like it, it sort of... Um, you get you warm to it rather quickly. Well, right. on the other hand, it is uh, some sometimes a little bit of a learning uh, thing for you to get it. Uh, I, I remember the Brennans have told me a couple of times over the years that they have held steady on their uh, their all of their uh, uh, coffees mm-hmm. and uh, including coffee and chicory. And people who try coffee and chicory together, you know, which is how they're usually served, uh, and who actually get it are, are a fairly small number. And uh, Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, huh. the, the Brennans have often said, you know, we, we make exceptions for lots of people who come in here. We know they don't really like something that tastes like that, but when you get the chicory coffee, they've got to have it. And, well, there was uh, a time when there it is. Okay, wait, wait. Let me see yep. if I got that straight. So they've got to have it, meaning they want it, and they're only locals or they're tourists who are going. Oh, where's this been all my life? Yeah, the latter of the two. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I think. That's what I think. I mean, I don't know anything yeah. about chicory coffee, but it seems to me that when people come to New Orleans and they try the coffee, they go, "Wow, this is a good." Different, different more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Now, as a lifelong user of that stuff. Works for me. How's business over there at Briquette? We're actually doing very, very well. Um, business is we we pretty much fill the house every night. I have a lot of people are are calling ahead to see what what the uh, whole roasted fish are available for the evening. Mm-hmm. And That's due great. to the fact that we're changing it up as much as we possibly can, we're getting a lot more repeat business. People mm-hmm. coming in and trying new things. Yeah. Well, there are plenty of them to be tried. What is your What is your favorite fish? If you had to name like your three top favorites, when you see it on a list, you go, "Oh gosh, I got to get some of this." Well, I'm I'm a huge fish lover. Um, when when I get the turbo in, I get real excited because mm-hmm. turbo is known throughout the world as the king of fish. There's there's two fish that are in direct competition. There's Dover sole from the English Channel and turbo from the North Sea and those are two of the best fish in the world. Yeah, um, they are just they're, they're kind of like those uh, those flat fish that we were to- talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, can I keep you on uh, flounder? Sure. Right, so it's a right, part yeah, of the program. Right. Uh, I'm yeah, going go to uh, take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, talk some more about uh, 
Oh, all sorts of things. Fish. We've got plenty and of fish. And, the and, dinner. And, and, the, and the dinner over at Channel 12. And Well, we'll, we'll tell you all about it after. First, please, this. Hello, hello. It's the food show. And here we are. You know, we're just here. And uh, that's uh, reasonably good, but uh, we keep on moving. Uh, Guy Sockrider is here. He's a chef uh, who has been cooking around New Orleans for how many years now? Uh, about 18 yeah, that, that ought to be covering things pretty well. Uh, I, you know what my favorite, other than what you're doing right now, uh, your, your, the project that you undertook that I thought was the best and most interesting was when you and Tommy Andrade were working together. Mm-hmm. Tommy was and, a great man to work for. Oh, yeah, he's uh, w- one, of the, one of the pros. Uh, yes, he is. Especially you want somebody who, who can turn out some very gilded uh, corners and eckers. Uh, mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, you you were with him a while. Weren't you over at? Um, I was see, with try- Tommy for about eight years. Um, yeah. We, we opened. We changed what was called Tomasitos into Tomas Bistro, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you wrote a review, Tom, on City Business about. Oh, I I know what you're going to tell me. I I had a picture. Sleeper. <laughs> it was about a, a photograph I had of, uh, I think it was a, a duck or something like a duck, and uh, I had the, the, the wrong photograph on the, on, the, on the one on your review. Was that what you were thinking about? No, I was thinking about the review that you wrote that Tommy Andrade opened the best sleeper in the warehouse district, and then all of a sudden we became very busy and we were no longer a sleeper. <laughs> oh gosh! Imagine something like that happening with a low gas guy like me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were you were a big help for that. But I want to answer the question you asked earlier about what my favorite fish was, and I mentioned Turbo and Dover Sole. But locally, we have some of the, you know the best snappers in the world come right out of the Gulf. Wonderful, wonderful. And I can't I can't tell you there's nothing better than a well prepared uh, speckled trout. Agreed. Now, if only Agreed. the state government could back off a little bit and let us have some for the restaurants, which they currently do not. And just well, we can it, we can still get some from other states, Mississippi, uh-huh. uh, Virginia, uh, and I, if it, mm-hmm. that sounds like a joke, it's not. Uh, up yeah. in the Northeast, they, they're getting yeah. all the spots. Uh, as, as long as they dock out of the uh, state line, we're fine. And I'm. I'm getting lots of speckled trout right now, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It, great. It, when it's there, it's great. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad somebody's not only getting it but knows what to do with it. So I'm yeah. glad to. Okay, well, I have a question about Turbo again. I'm sorry, go ahead, boy. Can, uh, can I break in uh, with you? And Marianne wanted to ask you a couple of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I tried. I tried Dover Soul for the first time. I'm embarrassed to say, just a few months ago, mm-hmm. and it was it was very thin. the The fillet was really, really thin. Now, I love thin fish. I don't like my fish to be thick. Is mm-hmm. do, is Turbo the same way? Is it about the same size fish or no? Like when no, you get a tur- piece of halibut. Grows, I mean, I'm I'm buying two to two and a half pound turbos because we're serving them whole. But in the past, when, when I used to bring turbos in, when I worked in California, I was bringing them in at 50, 60, 70 pounds. And, I've, and I know that turbo can grow up to about 180 pounds. So when you so see a that, fillet on a plate, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a, a little thin fillet. It could be really turbo, thick. With turbo, no. No, yeah. not with okay. turbo. With Dover Sole, Dover Sole, you'd be very lucky to find one over three pounds. 
Okay, so that's what it was. It was just a really small fish. Okay. You know, for the life of me, I can't understand why, other than maybe a French guy who was looking for ways to get back at something that he grew up with or that he used Mm -hmm. to like, uh, why we would be eating uh, that kind of salmon and uh, those those kind of fish around here when we have so much, so many other seafoods out there to go to. But, you know, I guess... Well, I eat salmon because it's supposed to be really, really, really good for you. Oh, oh, is that it? Well, now I know. The the king well, of we, omega-3s. Everybody, I mean, we get a lot of we get a lot of tourists in here, and salmon is a safe fish, so we sell a good amount of salmon, but I make sure that we have the best salmon in the world. Well, it um, sounds like it. I'm excited. You, you, never, I you normally never want to eat farm-raised salmon. You want Thank wild you. salmon. These are wild salmon. Thank you, because I, I do ask that question every time I see salmon on the menu. And too often I hear the answer, yes, or I'll hear the answer, well, sort of. It's There's this way that they're farm-raising salmon that's kind of wild, too. I don't even know what it's called. But as soon as I hear sort of, that mm-hmm. means yes to me. Right. So no, the difference I, between farm-raised salmon and wild salmon is incredible. Um no, I, I know. That's why I ask. That's why I always ask the question. You right, know, right. and you know what I'm surprised by the number of really good restaurateurs that surprise me by answering that question yes. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I, I some people are more about making the money, and I'm I'm more about giving the best plate I possibly can. If I can't yes. get if I can't get salmon flown in today from the Faroe Islands, we're not going to have salmon tonight. It's, I've already got nine other fish, so uh-huh. I'll substitute. Tell me about Branzino. A, I hear supply. about Branzino. What, mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Well, Branzino is, is one of the really true sea bass. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of fish out there they call sea bass that really isn't. Mm-hmm. But Branzino is, is a little bit oily, not super oily, but a little bit oilier than most of the local fish. It is very white, flaky. We serve it whole. We serve it with a tapenade of olives and capers. Oh, that sounds good. And um, we serve it with our fennel slaw that we make. We make a a slaw out of fennel and red cabbage and and Mm -hmm. apples that uh, we serve with all of our whole fish. And then we put aioli with our uh, bronzino, which which really matches it. Hey, well, if you if you could liken Branzino to a fish that people are more familiar with, what would the taste profile be? Um, Probably had a big nose, if I remember. Oh, wait a minute, I see what you're trying to get at. <laughs> I'd say I'd say the closest thing that people that eat fish in New Orleans to compare it to would be a speckled trout. But a little bit firmer and a little bit oilier. Okay. And when you say oily, does that mean fishier? No. No. If it, ta- if it smells like fish, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that would be the uh, way to figure it out? Okay. No, of well, all right, let's uh, let's run uh, over what you're doing over for Channel 12. Uh, this is their annual. But can I ask him one more question before we Oh, sure, we do that? sure, sure. Go okay. right ahead. Okay, so what fish would you say you see very rarely, and when it comes up as something you can have, you get very excited? 
Well, up until four weeks ago, it was turbo from the North Sea, but I've I've secured a great source for it, so mm-hmm. I don't get excited as excited about it anymore. Um, lionfish, when I can get that, I absolutely love lionfish, but it's very hard to get. And, it is. Um, what is the, what's the deal with that? It's an ugly, ugly fish, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is, but so is monkfish, and monkfish is delicious. Monkfish is good. That's a dish you truly never see around New Orleans. So last mm-hmm. time I saw it anywhere, in fact, was at the uh, Oyster Bar at Grand Central Station in uh, New York City. Where does it come from, and what is it? What, what's... I, I don't know, but they, they serve it uh, along with uh, the, uh, their lobster because mm-hmm. that fish that you're talking about has as one of its nicknames lobster fish. Right, hmm. lobster it's, fish. It's the poor man's lobster. It's yeah. It's it what has it is. An, oh, really? an interesting. Huh. It has a really interesting texture to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's well, if different. it's chewy like lobster, that would really gross me out as a fish. Well, I figured as it's much. bad enough that That's you have to chew on lobster. I didn't order any, so uh, we're uh, another another really great fish that you don't see very often. It comes from it comes from Southern California. It's called luvar. It's called and what? Luvar. L O U V A R. Uh-huh. It's an incidental it. catch. They catch it when they catch tunas, and they uh-huh. accidentally catch them. Uh-huh. And it's a big fish. It is it is as white as cotton and as uh-huh. sweet as pure sugar cane. It is uh-huh. the most nominal fish you'll ever eat. Really? Interesting. Never heard of it before, but I'm going to look for it. Well, that sounds like something you would definitely get excited yeah. to see on a list. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How often does it happen that you that that it's available to you? Well, I've only bought it once since I've been here. It, like I said, it only has been found in the Baja California area, you know, south of San Diego, north mm-hmm. of Tijuana, and they catch about a thousand pounds a year. Gee. Is all they catch. Wow. And it, most of it goes straight to Japan. My goodness. So you'd have to eat it yeah. in Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. That's, uh-huh. That's very cool. I, you see, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm one of those people that um, that McDonald's was thinking about when they created their filet of fish sandwich. I don't know if you ever heard that story, but the market research showed that they should have a fish sandwich that doesn't taste like fish. Mm-hmm. So... I eat salmon because I know it's really good for me, and I like it. But if the fish starts to be too real tasting, no. That's why I like halibut so much. Mm-hmm. Well, if you like halibut, you would love the turbo that we serve here because. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come try that turbo because that sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Call yeah. ahead to make sure that we have it though, because it sells out the day I get it. I can only get about ten fish three days a week, and it's gone by eight o'clock most nights. All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, obviously, but let's if you're take another break. We have to go you back through the menu one more okay. time. Let's Hang take another break. We'll come uh, back through the menu. I hope we're not impinging too much on your your time today. No, uh, absolutely. We'll, we'll get back uh, and talk some more with Guy Sockrider. But okay. first, if you will, this hello, it's the Food Show. Believe it or not, and I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, with us today are uh, well, several people actually. Uh, Guy Sockrider, who has been a chef around mostly in the warehouse district for, he says, what, eight? Uh, Eighteen years 18 in New years Orleans. Ago. And uh, the rest of our show is just talking about food and restaurants and cooking and all that, just like we do every day. We are here until 5 o'clock, 
and we'd love to hear from you about anything that you have cooked up or that you've eaten and uh, enjoyed. And that's what we do here every day, the only program of its kind anywhere in America, as far as I know. So, hey, are you from California? Um, originally, I'm from Chicago, but I spend a lot of time in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the Los Angeles area? In the San Diego area, there was a restaurant called Top of the Cove in La Jolla that I was executive chef at for eight years. Oh. Hmm. Um, it How ended in a divorce, so um, uh. the restaurant oh, closed. That's of- always so much fun. <laughs> I was going to say, how could you leave? But there's a good reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't realize that we were that it, it, Briquette was such a uh, temple of fishdom. Uh, but mm-hmm. So we haven't talked about anything else on your menu. What other sorts of things, if you are not a fish person, uh, well, and we're we have, not talking we about a, the dinner, great, which we're going to run through again before you go, but sure. you know, what other kinds of things are you doing uh, over there? We have a great half-roasted duck with a cherry gastrique. We have mm-hmm. a, a prime ribeye that's rosemary and, and telecherry black peppercorn crusted and cooked over briquettes. We have um, we have a great filet mignon. My special tonight is a 10-ounce bone-in prime filet served with five colossal Louisiana Gulf shrimp. That um, sounds you you can get that. That's uh, yeah. That and is then a we have product. we have the lamb shank puttanesca, which puttanesca. Uh, uh, we saw an awful lot of that. It's a whole braised lamb shank. It's braised for four hours, served with a. a Typical red sauce with olives and capers served on a bed of angel hair pasta. You're having fun, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I have a great time here every day. We have great food. We have great customers. We've got a fantastic wine list. We've got a beautiful dining room. It's everything you could want. Yeah. Everything. It, it definitely sounds like it. Um, now, one so thing I want to point is, out is, is there's, there's, the there's a website out there. Wait, wait, wait. He's, he's got something. There's a website out there called nomenu.com. And on that day, it, uh, it talks about the emperor of chefs, Augustus Scoffier, who was born today. And yeah. I just wanted to say thank you to Tom for putting that out because people need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very well, much you know, for we thinking do, about it. What we do on the show every day, uh, uh-huh. the nomenu.com almanac is sort of a blueprint for the show mm-hmm. so um we're going to definitely talk about that right fear not right fear not back in 1999 december 31st if, ni- 1999 i recreated an 18 course dinner that he did at the at the savoy ritz in london in oh, 1899 no and that was a lot of fun that must have been yeah where did you do it it was at Top of the Cove in La Jolla. Oh, oh okay. We, we completely yeah. recreated the 1899 dinner that he did in 1999. And it was oh, wow. a, cool. a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of fun. And it was a very expensive dinner that was very popular. Well, people there can afford it. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what we have not mentioned is where this restaurant is. It's actually very easy to get to. It's on uh, South, South uh, Peters. It's 701 uh, South Peters on the corner of Girard. Gerard, yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're about two blocks from Harris Casino. We're about three blocks from the convention center. We're about four blocks from the Hilton Riverside. Good. You're about two blocks from the station. Did you make it into the station today, or are you on the phone? No, I'm on the phone from oh. the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. 
right. Yeah. Um, so about the dinner for uh, mm-hmm. the seasons of good taste, run through the menu again real quick and the and the time and all that. Right. It's on. Uh, let's see. It's on Monday, October twenty eighth. Oh no no, that's today. <laughs> I don't have the date of the dinner in front of me here. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, it's Tuesday, December third. It's at six okay. thirty. Mm-hmm. At Burkett Restaurant, 701 South Peters. The first course is going to be a caramelized diver scallop with a charred poblano chardonnay butter on a goat cheese grit cake. The second course is a sherried jumbo lump blue crab bisque. The third so course is a pan seared breast of duck with a foie gras and Madeira demi glace. The entree will be a roast rack of Colorado lamb with a Dijon and oregano Chardonnay glaze served on a bed of pork belly plantain mash and braised salsify. And then for dessert, there's a community coffee espresso panna cotta. Ah, that's different. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I, I believe it'll be a sellout. I think there's still a few reservations left, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Channel 12 does a great job with that every year. It's been going on for, I think, time, yeah. I think 30 years now, or close to it. And mm-hmm. uh, they've made they've made a big difference uh, on the food scene because, you know, not like we don't have enough uh, restaurants around here, but you know, not too many like that. Yeah. That have uh, mm-hmm. such great menus uh, that have a, a certain something that you won't find anywhere else in town. So uh, good good use of your time and money. Thank you. Gee, I'm certainly glad that you were on today because I have learned a lot about the restaurant that I didn't know. And um, for people who are seafood lovers, or not seafood, but particularly fish lovers, mm-hmm. and and much more adventuresome fish lovers than me, although I am intrigued by a lot of the things that you're doing over there. So I will definitely be in to see you soon. And it's, well, I hope you, know, you do. It's almost... Please ask for me when you come in. Uh, we, we won't avoid you, That's that's for certain. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being on with us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks. See ya. Bye. G Sockrider. Interesting name. G U Y is his first name. S O C K R I D E R. Geed. No, no, he, he, doesn't you know he doesn't say Geed. He says, I wonder what year it was when Guy became yeah. Gee. Uh, golly, I have no idea. You know, let's because, see. If, well, because, let's find somebody. Because um, I remember the first time. I mean, I grew up with guys named Guy, and it's spelled the same way. And then I remember when the kids were growing up. There was a kid that we knew with that name, but it was pronounced Gee. And I thought it was just because, you know, it was a different sort of family, you know. But apparently, Gee is the way it's being pronounced now. So if you've been a guy all your life. Get off and be a, <laughs> just get started. No, if you've been a guy a all your life, give us a call at, a, and and see if you've switched over to Gee or if that. people want to know if your name is Gee or how that works. Or if you were a guy and you're now a Gee, please uh, give us a call. 260-6368 or about anything else like maybe food. Yeah. 
I'm, I hope he does that because, you know, we could maybe use another uh, an, uh, another one of our uh, – uh, Bizarre conversations. No, but yeah. so that yeah, bizarre conversations <laughs> would work. Actually, what else? Well, never mind. It we have enough matter. of those, I would yeah. say. Anyway, that's going to be a good dinner, and I'm Always sure is. all of those dinners are going to be really good dinners. But yeah. I had no idea because you used to go to Briquette, like you know, in the evening when you were done at the show, done with the show. I mean, I didn't start eating with you like I eat with you now until recently. So you did a lot of eating on your own, and you would go over to Briquette, and uh, you always did like it. But I, I've never eaten there except one really unfortunate night when they opened. Oh, which, that, was, <laughs> that was sad. That uh, was. Without, without beating up on the place, they did uh, a uh, day before, I think it was like a soft opening. It'd be probably Let's be just a, say it was, it was a chef that wasn't a good fit. Let's yeah, just put it that and, way. And as a matter of fact, it seemed like nobody was, working was, that night it had was, a good It was definitely a rough start. And so I, I hadn't been back, not because of that in particular, just because I don't eat out that much or didn't eat out that much. But I, I would love to go over there and have some of those incredible fish dishes because that's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, like I said, GW Finn sort of has the reputation as being the fish house, but apparently they're not the only one. No, that's, that's absolutely true. I never thought about you that know, before, but that's true. I, I, this, uh, this sounds like a specialty fish house to me. It's, it's, I, and I love listening to him talk because he is clearly uh, delighted with what he does. And I think yep. that's that's charming to yeah, hear. Very much. I mean, I, I think that chefs really do, generally speaking, uh, enjoy what they do. You would have to to stand on your feet all day and to work in a hot kitchen and work that hard. But sometimes it just pops out that you really, really, really are having extra fun doing what you're doing. And that's what it sounds like to me. Two six zero. 6368 is the number. Yeah. He did mention that today is the birthday of uh, Escoffier. Ah, Escoffier. He was considered to be the great uh, master of French cooking. Yes. And, and if you didn't get it right his way, you weren't getting it right anyway. Well, he, let's see, he was around, like, see, he was, let's see what his birthday was. Um,. 1848. He was born in France in wow. 1848. Antoine's is bigger than that. So Older. so he was the original French chef that has that sort of reputation. I'm sure there were a lot of French chefs before that that didn't maybe make quite as, name for, as much of a name for themselves as that. Why was it that he popped out of the crowd? Huh? Why did he pop out of the crowd like that? Which crowd? <laughs> the crowd of French chefs. Oh, you know, the French what people. What made Escoffier pop out of the crowd of French chefs is it, the question. It was the law, it, more <laughs> or less. I mean, this was the, if you were going to do serious cooking done in the, the way that the king wanted before he was, you know, had his head cut off. And, and there was that, there was that. Yeah, but there weren't any, there weren't any heads being cut off Oh, there's a good reason for that. No, but I mean, all the heads rolled before 1848. No, they were in the, that that was going on in the 1700s. That's what I'm saying. So all the heads that were rolling rolled before 1848. So it wasn't oh. like, well, uh, you it, know, he it, he he's a modern chef. I mean, 1848 yeah. is modern yeah. times. Uh -huh. I mean, that's when the the kitchen was not quite 
maybe the hearth that it had been previously. You know what I mean? We're going to have to uh, get a, a, a historical uh, student to uh, come up with the, the truth on this. Well, I think I think uh, the gourmet societies that kept his name alive, and um, yeah. the isn't there isn't there a like a cigar oh, thing yeah. with him? What's the yeah. cigar thing? It's with not him? it's not not so much a cigar. Oh, cigars are in, are in there, but it's mostly a wine and uh, dinner kind of what, thing. What's it called? Uh, Ober, wait a minute. No, it's not Shane de Rotisseur. Not Shane de Rotisseur. Well, then I don't know who you mean. Okay. All right. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, you can't get them all right. <laughs> well, I, you know, we should have kept Guy on to talk about Escoffier because I thought, I thought you knew more about him than you do, apparently. But you did at least yeah. mention that today was his birthday. Well, Guy, if you're still listening, call us back and tell us some more about Escoffier. You obviously know a lot more than we do about him. Today is also Wild Foods Day. Is this like foraging wild you're talking food. about? Wild foods? I guess it could be. Um, I have had friends who harvest all kinds of little things. My favorite was uh, Willie Bailey. Uh, Willie Maley? Maley, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that old restaurant in uh, right around the Superdome area back when for a long, that is long, long time. now Copper Vine Wine Pub. Copper, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, he had that. What? On the menu. What? Wild things. What? Yeah, yeah, wild things. Uh, he, he, I remember him telling me that he has he make he gets his own watercress. You know how many people do that? Well, it turns out he had a ditch running out in back of his house. <laughs> now I took a look at it. He said, "Eat it. It's not bad." And I did, and it wasn't bad. Uh, and he just had this one spot where there was a lot of water running through it. It wasn't a sewage thing or anything. It was, it was uh, actually pretty good. So, so I'll save it. Next time I get some of it, I'll give it to you. Okay. Me? You're talking to me? Yeah, why from not? From a ditch? Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. so people, there are people, and I don't know how many listen to this show, but there are people who... Well, we just had one. Well, yeah. I mean, I would imagine, you know, I should have, I should have, we should have let him stay on to talk yeah, through the... Yeah, sure should. To talk be. through the, uh, the nomenu.com almanac today, because I'll bet you he's a forager, too. Could be. Yeah. Um, if you are a forager, yeah. what do you forage for? <laughs> forage five. Well, there are people that would be who. My guess. There are people who. Uh, isn't yakamane something that people get off of a neutral ground? Isn't that what, yakamane, is, what is that thing that they get off the neutral ground? Uh, oh, that's something totally different. Yeah. What is it though? Yeah. Uh, Dandelions or something. What is that? No. Have it, you ever picked berries? Have you ever picked berries? That's foraging right there. Ah, Well, okay, Doug, of course, there's everything is relative. I'm talking about people. Have you ever picked berries with your relatives? (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is something I would not like to do. Okay. Now, Escoffier, Escoffier codified French cooking. In other words, he wrote a cookbook. That's right. that's right. that's his claim to fame right there. And he learned it from somebody else. So it wasn't him, it was somebody else. It was a lady. Who's As a the matter lady? Of fact, Marie Antoine uh Marie Antoine let's see, Karim, I believe, uh is who he copied. Ah, okay. Well I would say something but it would get me into trouble. I'm sure. Um and and see how good I've gotten? I've learned to not say 
what I'm thinking. You don't say. <laughs> Doug, have you ever foraged for anything Absolutely. Like besides yes. berries? Yes. What? Yes, yes. What? I have. what? Uh-huh. Uh, forage for mushrooms. Uh, Wait, I've, Doug, you forage for mushrooms? Absolutely. You do that. You forage for them. You know the kind of mushrooms you want, and you uh, go out there and forage for them. Forage you, is simply going out into the wild, recognizing what food, what is food and what is not, picking what is food, <laughs> take yeah, it home, and if you make a blam. mistake, it could be disastrous. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's so, the fun uh, of the whole deal. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> do not. Go out and pick wild <laughs> mushrooms if you don't you're know what you're You're telling these people doing. not to forage on, on, on National Forage Day. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, what kind of mushrooms have you found, and where have you found them? In the woods. Come on. In the woods. Yeah, the little, the little mushrooms that, that we normally eat uh, around here. Um, I forget the Chanterelles? name of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's I, the, that's that's it. If you know if you know exactly what you're looking for, then yeah. But if and you discard don't, all the rest, problem. hell, heck with it, huh? I repeat, it's <laughs> normal, don't don't forage people, on National Forage Day, please. Please, yeah, especially not, if you're a city person. Come on, do well, not you know, pick like, mushrooms that you found in the woods or anything like that. It is more likely that it's poisonous. Then it is that it's good, and if you know what you're doing, you can indeed pick mushrooms uh, that are yeah, really that good. are really good. But the ability to know what which is which. Think of it this it's way: like it, not not very widespread. Think of it this way: anything a bear would eat would be good for you. Anything what? <laughs> a bear would eat would be good for you. <laughs> bears well, are omnivores. Bears. bears are like like us. They're omnivores. And they know if you follow a bear around and uh, eat what he eats, you'll be all right. And so, believe it, a bear will eat whatever it wants to eat. Yeah. So, Doug, when you have, is this something that you do with any regularity? Uh, no, I don't do this with any regularity now because I live in the city and it's hard to forage around here. Because all you got is concrete and uh, okay. Now, where did you grass. forage when you foraged in uh, in Alaska? As a matter of fact, uh, there's a lot of oh, that'd be a good place to forage. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of foraging space there, <laughs> and bears too. <laughs> okay, so you you found mushrooms. Yes, and did you among other you, things? What among other things? You know the fish. Uh, you know, getting fish out of the river, uh, salmon. You were speaking of salmon. The salmon sometimes isn't very okay. good, especially late in now, the season. But there are other things like Dolly Varden, beautiful fish. Like Nobody what? eats that. Dolly Varden is a, is a wonderful fish. It's sort of like a trout, only dark. It's a wonderful oh. fish um, up there. Um, there are bushes with berries on it uh, that are, are rather delicious, especially the blueberries when they come into season. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful yeah, thing. blueberry. You know what we have over at the Cool Water Ranch that you never see too much are huckleberries. You hear about them, but have you ever eaten huckleberries? They're, they're really good, but the bees eat them all before you get a shot at them. Well, they, Mary Lee used to do that. Uh, there was a berry that I found in Maine, and I was I was looking to see what it was because it looked like something that was edible. And then I asked someone what it was, and it was indeed edible, but I don't remember what it was. Anyway, I want to talk some more about foraging when we come back because we're uh, we're coming up against the news pretty soon. But um, I, I basically, Doug, I want to know if someone 
took you foraging and showed you, or did you read about it, or are you just um, superiorly endowed with an instinct for foraging the right things? No, uh, no. I talked to Native Americans when I were up there, and they know uh-huh. more about foraging than uh, oh, than yeah. anybody next to of the bears, course. of course. Uh huh. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, was this the Klinglet or the? No, what? no, they, these were not the Klinglet. <laughs> they are on the on the Pacific Coast. I just coast. like to say that name because it's really not easy to say. Anyway, we'll be back at uh, after the news. Uh, we have one more hour of the food show. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to get in and chat with us, call us back in about five minutes. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.